Hello, you're listening to Weirdly Enough. You can get us at weirdlyenough.com or wherever you find your podcast. Do remember to rate and uh, subscribe. Give us a good review. It helps uh, get us out there. Uh, so this really looked like an April Fool to me when I saw it. Did you see any April Fool? I didn't see any real April Fool. Not really. You see, it's about like gags. Yeah. The art of the gag. As, as, as dying, nobody tells jokes anymore. No. Um, I they're, remember when I was... They're all cancelled, all the comedians. Whenever I was in my salad dice, or even before my salad dice, um, it used to be a thing. Um, those are the days of the um, the rag mag, etc. <laughs> and, uh, you know, yeah. people used to... It used to be a, a thing in society. Yeah. Um, when men would gather after, you know, dinners and whatnot, you'd have to kind of do a turn and tell jokes and stuff like that. It was like a, a socially expected thing. Okay. But now it's declined. And now the, the order of the April Fool <coughs> has also declined as well. Mm. Well, I thought this one was an April Fool, but it came out on the 30th of March, so it's just before April. And this was from Dyson. The vacuum people have announced a very unusual wearable air purifier uh, product with a pair of noise-cancelling headphones built right. in. So this is essentially it's like a big pair of headphones and then this this face mask that goes over the front of your face and it it purifies the air as you breathe it. Right. It's the weirdest looking thing. Have you seen it? It's uh, No, I haven't seen it. It looks kinda of like a mini vacuum cleaner you wear in your face with the headphones, but uh, this really strange face mask apparently purifies the air that you breathe. The purification system is capable of filtering city fumes and pollutants and using uses miniature versions of Dyson's existing technology. It sounds like something that one might wear in the more in one of the more esoteric <laughs> nightclub scenes, if you know what I mean. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. You know, when, well, when those silent discos, you mean? Well, no, I was thinking more. You know, when people are sort of pushing the boundaries of human experience, shall we say? Yes. Okay. I'm not I'm not sort of going that anymore than that, but you know, you can get an idea, you know. The giant fruit and veg has has been a trope uh, of late here on uh, on weirdly enough. Uh we're just getting over the shocking revelation that Doug, the giant potato from New Zealand, wasn't a potato to begin with at all, but some sort of fungus or something, I don't know. Right. But chatty Ariel a Farmer from uh, uh, from Israel has gone the extraordinary lengths to make sure his attempt uh, has made it into the Guinness Book of Records for a giant strawberry. Right. He kept the fruit on ice for over a year until the people from the Guinness Book were able to verify it, uh, and it was indeed the biggest strawberry on record, beating a previous record holder from Japan. So it's a, a truly international contest. Uh, Mr. Ariel did admit that after keeping the fruit so long, it was no longer. Very pretty as it was. It was all frozen mm. and all, but yeah, he's got the uh, the biggest strawberry, two hundred eighty nine grams. The previous record holder tipped the scales at two hundred fifty grams. It is a bit of a trope on the show. We always go back to these large legumes. Yeah, yeah and why not? Uh-huh. And this is a really strange rule in New Orleans. It's a racist and little known rule, which dated back over one hundred years. It banned jazz music and dancing. In public schools in New Orleans, and it's set to be overturned. The rule has been ignored for decades in the city where jazz was invented uh, and is taught widely in schools, along with marching bands playing the music for their dance teams during the carnival season. School board member Katrina Budwin uh, said, Our schools played a major role in the development of jazz 
in this instance and in this instance only, we're glad that the policy was ignored by our students and schools. The rule first came to light after the director of the Greater New Orleans Collaborative Charter School, Ken DeCoit, uh, read a book called Chord Changes on the Chalkboard, How Public Schools uh, uh, Teachers Played the Ship Jazz and the Music of New Orleans by Al Caddy, who uh, found out the policy when he undertook research for the book. Uh, and and uh, the coit went on to say, it's like if Colorado passed a rule banning students from looking at the Rocky Mountains. So there you are. Jazz was actually banned until very, very recently in public schools. There's a lot of kind of strange rules out there. Um, there's a rule on the books that no Welshman um, should be within the city limits of Chester mm. after sundown. Yeah, um, and makes sense. if a Welshman is found in the city centre <laughs> after sundown, uh, he's liable to be arrested. Right? Yeah, yeah. Strange. So yeah, I would imagine if you're like a male Welsh person over like a town, then you yeah. shouldn't be in Chester. Yeah. Uh, and this is this is strange, and we're starting to hear more and more stories about Qatar. I like Qatar just because it's a Q word without a U after it. Do you know what I thought you were talking about there? I was Qatar, you know you know when you got like a block nose. Yeah, no, this is Qatar. Qatar as in the country. A small but extremely rich emirate of Qatar will be more and more in the news in the coming months as the nation's the nation prepares to host the football World Cup. But one clinic in the historic center of Doha caught my eye. This is the Souk Wakif Clinic. It looks like any, any modern state of the art hospital, but if you take a look or a closer look. You'll see a different type of patient. The hospital only treats falcons. Right. Birds of prey. Yeah, because falcon raise a big falcon guitar. Yeah. Used today as a status symbol, falcons have long been uh, revered by, uh, on the Arabian Peninsula for their halt- hunting prowess. Uh, drawings of the creatures first appeared on cave walls as early as the Paleolithic period. And to this day, the art of falconry is still passed down through the generations of Qatar. Hospitals uh, like Suwa Kif uh, offer expert care to sick and wounded hawks, which number around 30,000 a year. One common treatment uh, is falcon nail filing because uh, their move from living in the desert to city life in opulent homes has meant that birds find it difficult to sharpen their talons. Mm. So it's just a big posh vets, really, for... Eagles. Uh, anyway, next week on this show, we're going to be talking about lizard Lizard people, people yep. It sounds like a song by The Shaman. Lizard people, lizard people. I'm sure it's going to be good, though. They're a very underrated band, actually. Um, do you remember they had a track called Boss Drum? Boss Drum. Yeah. Rhythm Eternal from a Distant Time. Mm. And it was actually really profound. It was like how, like, rhythm is inherent to human evolution. It was, like, pretty deep for, like, an old dance tune, like, you know. I know, yeah. Do you know what I found out recently? Do you remember that song, Sadness, by Enigma? It was big in the 80s, and it was, like, Gregorian chant. Yes. You know that's not actually about the emotion, Sadness. I do, yes, I know what you're going to say. But it's about the Marquis de Sade. Yes, I only found out about that quite recently. Was that an idiotic eureka moment on my part? Does everybody know that? No, it blew my mind because, right, and there's a whole thing. Right, I try and keep this brief because (laughs) our podcasts are becoming like the longest podcast known to man. No, they're not. (laughs) (laughs) not. I listen to some (laughs) terrible long ones. (laughs) You lose the will. 
What's the thing with all these live streams now? Oh. On, like, uh, there's you see these people doing these three-hour live streams. There's literally no subject on earth that's actually that interesting. There must be people sitting watching them. I don't know. Yeah, I know. But anyway, are you aware of the late great writer Anne Rice? Yes, uh-huh, yes. She did all the vampire stuff uh-huh. and kickstarted the modern obsession of, with vampires and so. Another else, but quite a good film on the view of the vampire, vampire, yeah. But anyway, um, I don't know if you're aware, but again, this is a family show, so I need to be careful how I phrase it. But, is it? Um, she did a she wrote under a pseudonym called A. M. Rouclair, I think it was. Okay. About people here on the more esoteric sort of practices. Practices, yeah. Um, and basically, what was it she wrote? Yes, she wrote one called Exit to Eden about this chap who gets a job on this island where people do all these esoteric practices and, um, all the rest of it. But they made a film, which is kind of crazy. It's nothing like the book. Yeah. They kind of made it a comedy. Right. And they had like Rosie O'Donnell and this bloke who, his name escapes me, but he's in all those stupid 80s comedies. <laughs> Uh, Chevy Chase or something? N- n- not Chevy Chase, but you, you're in the general direction of Chevy Chase. But, but it was weird because it's like in two parts, there's this kind of serious kind of exploration of, you know, human sexuality, basically. Yeah, uh-huh. But paired with like this kind of body cop kind of thing going on, and right. it's an absolute mess of a film. It's, it's, it's an interesting experiment, but, it's, you know, you can say why it kind of bombed at, uh-huh. the, at the box office because one part of the audience... It's gonna be, you know what I mean? It just doesn't, it doesn't gel together. Yeah, it's like two yeah. different films spliced together. But anyway, there's a scene where this lady who runs the establishment, mm. um, discovers herself and what she's into. And the theme chin is sadness. Sadness, yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, it's kind of strange. So I looked in it and then I, I discovered that it's about the freaking Marquis de Sade. S-A-D-A-S-S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just thought it was, as you said, you know, so yeah. How did you find out about that? Because I I think it was animatronic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her radio show. She broadcast from out Brooklyn at the moment on BBC uh, Radio 2 on BBC Signs, and I think it was on her uh, dance devotion show, I think it's called. Yeah. Which is quite good if you're into your dance music. It's, it's a good listen. Anyway, thank you for joining us back next week with Lizard Peepee. <laughs>